Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Empowered Eating Podcast. My name is Lauren Boleen, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach, here to teach you all about intuitive eating and healing your relationship with food and body. Today on the podcast, I am speaking with Jillian Hahn. She is a local small business owner here in Kansas City. She owns the Beauty Project Salon, and we'll be talking all about her work blending inner and outer beauty. So I'm super excited to get started. Today I'm here with Jillian Hahn. She is the owner of the Beauty Project Salon here in Kansas City, and her passion is helping human beings blend inner and outer beauty to cultivate harmony, which I just think is so amazing. And I'm so excited to talk with you about this today, Jillian. Yay, I'm so excited to be here, Lauren. This is Yay. so fun. Uh, Jillian and I met through a mutual friend and when we first met, I mentioned something about how I do, you know, intuitive eating and diet culture. And she mentioned that she's got this passion project that's now become a business for her called the beauty project about this idea of blending inner and outer beauty and how we can play with those things. Um, so immediately I was like, oh my God, you're my people. Like, we got to, we got to keep talking about this. And then when you mentioned you're kind of newer to Kansas city, I was super excited to connect with you and hopefully help people learn more about your business and your project and everything amazing that you're doing. Yeah. I, the night we met, I just remember being so inspired and in awe of our meeting. And I think mm -hmm. there were definitely some like in like some cheers shed because I was just so excited about it. It's so exciting, you know, because we, I'm sure we'll get into this, but like we live in this culture where people are so focused on appearance and weight and, you know, outer beauty instead of like combining both and playing around with that. So I think, yeah, I, it was definitely mutual where I was like, it's just so awesome to run into someone else who's you know, not only interested in it, but clearly you're passionate about it and it's a whole career for you. So I love getting to meet other people kind of in this field of helping people explore themselves a little bit deeper. So um, first of all, I just want you to have us, uh, have you tell us about yourself and your journey, where you're from, how you ended up in Kansas City. Yeah, so I'm from the West Coast. I grew up in a tiny little town called Truckee, California, about 45 minutes from Reno, Nevada. And I grew up there. I moved to a couple of different places, but I stayed in uh, Santa Cruz, California for about four years um, and then built my whole career doing hair there. I started the beauty project there, which I'm sure we'll get into more. Mm -hmm of the details there, but I spent a good chunk of my early 20s there and I fell in love with it. It was amazing. And then there came a point where I was like 25 going through my quarter life crisis. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh my God, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, where do I want to be? And I just up and left everything with no plan. Yeah. Um, which was terrifying, but also like the best decision ever because I had a blank slate of what I wanted to create with my life. And mm -hmm. I wrote a list of things that were important to me. Um, and that list, I, I kind of just explored the country and found Kansas city along the way. And 
just fell in love. Like it meets a lot of my needs. It feels like a place that you can create anything. You can be anyone. Um, there's a lot of opportunity for growth, I feel, and a lot of creative people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just fell in love with it. And I moved here in January. Yeah. January of 2021. Right. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Um, it's, I mean, I totally agree. I moved here in November of 2020. I think we've probably talked about this before, but I feel the same way. Like it's been so much easier to create community here. And I really value that. Like, obviously we met <laughs> and, and it's just like being able to meet someone and, um, just connect on the things that we have in common and, you know, I'm so excited that you're also kind of in the same area that I am with your career too. So that's just, it's just such a fun jumping off point um, to get to meet people here. So what do you think of the Midwest compared to the West Coast? I'm just curious. Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, I would say, well, I feel like Kansas City is a is different than the Midwest as a whole. Like, yeah, I for sure. I could see that. Hard. It's like a safe haven, I feel, um, for creatives. Um, mm-hmm. The Midwest as a whole, it's slower paced, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, sometimes that can be frustrating, but sometimes there's a beauty in it. Yeah. Um, whereas West Coast, it's, you know, we're, 10 steps ahead of everyone else there for sure yeah you know and it's a lot happening everything's changing all at once um so I like the I like the slower pace I feel like it's more manageable Mm -hmm. I think it's fun to also get to have those different experiences where you're living in different parts of the country where even in the same country we're so different you know um so I'm glad you ended up in Kansas City with us thanks me too The next thing I'd love to hear from you is a little bit about, you know, whatever you're comfortable sharing as far as your personal journey with beauty and body image, um, self-image, I know you said is something for you. Um, And any thoughts you have around diet culture and beauty culture? Yeah, so this starts for me like really early. I have a gap in my teeth and Mm -hmm. I really wanted braces because all my friends have braces and even though my teeth are technically straight Mm -hmm. I have this gap and my mom wouldn't let me (laughs) and so I remember just always like really wanting to push it together and just feeling really uncomfortable um I think in my third grade well most of my school pictures I would smile with my full smile and I Mm -hmm. think in my third grade is that like maybe like eight eight years old yeah um, I didn't so in that school picture I have my mouth closed and I just think that's like really interesting over the years to kind of like look at that um so there's that I don't know if I was never like necessarily made fun of for my teeth I just remember always feeling very self-conscious about them Mm -hmm. So there was that, um, like aesthetic part of my body. 
It's really interesting because I know for me, like third grade is when I started to recognize that I felt like my body was different or like that I needed to be ashamed of things. And I've talked to so many other people where it's like third or fourth grade is when we start to have that, like you said, nobody was even necessarily making fun of you for it, but now you've got it in your head that that's wrong and that it's something to hide. That's, that's really interesting that it's around that same time for you too. Yeah, that is fascinating. Yeah. And they, let's see, I, I mean, there's so many different ways I could approach the story, but like the, let's see, I'd say like kind of fast forward to let's say high school. Um, You know, there was other things happening up until then, but I feel like ninth grade is when I really got self-conscious about my body. Mm -hmm. Um, I was exploring my sexuality and I was starting to date women and I was just confused, but curious about all of that. Mm -hmm. And I started wearing heavy, like bigger sweatshirts started just like hiding my body. I was very thin, but I, you know, just kind of wanted to be smaller and make myself disappear because of this like shame of being attracted to women. Mm -hmm. And so then I just, I started just starving myself and wanting to be smaller and smaller. And, um, you know, that, that didn't end well. Like I definitely fainted a few times and mm-hmm. kind of pulled myself out of it. Like it never got too bad, but it, that mindset of wanting to be small, wanting to play small, not to put myself out there really impacted my life. And, you know, up until like still to this day, like I think about that and it is something that lights my fire. Um, yeah. Like to help other people not go through those experiences where it's yeah. like, it is so life-changing because you think about, you know, of course we always want to be gentle with our past selves and like understand we were always doing the best we could at the time, but it's like, wow, I really wonder where I could have been or who I could have been at that time if I hadn't been so obsessed with what I you know, my appearance and like hiding myself and becoming smaller because it really does radiate into your life. That idea of like, I want to make my body smaller truly makes your life smaller. Definitely. Yeah. Cause it takes away your energy, like not mm-hmm. beating yourself. Like you literally don't have energy to do things mm-hmm. and then yeah, your life gets smaller. Um, yeah. is. And I I don't know if I would change it though. Like, I feel like I really gained a lot. I feel like I got a lot of empathy from that time. Um, Yeah. So it's kind of just like that, that making something beautiful after or something. I was going to say, I was going to say you're all about this and I'm all about it too. Like the idea of you can make anything beautiful or like, you know, you can find beauty in any experience Cause in the long run, yeah, we can't change what happened in the past. Cause then how would we be where we are now? And, you know, for me, like I became a dietitian cause I thought it would help me lose weight finally and keep the weight off. And it's like, obviously then I learned <laughs> that's not how it works. Um, and part of me is like, I wonder what other career I might've chosen if I hadn't been so obsessed with my body to go into a field because I thought it would help me lose weight. But then at the same time, it's like, 
I'm so lucky now to get to work on the other side of that and use that career to help people not do the same thing. So, um, so moving forward, like as you get out of high school and into your career, what kind of drew you into beauty? Well, to go back to high school real quick, I was obsessed with wanting to be beautiful. Like I just genuinely didn't think I was like, mm-hmm. so I remember laying, like trying to fall asleep at night and just be like, like the affirmation of I am beautiful. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. And like, mm-hmm. I look back and I'm like, what the heck? Like there, I was just so beautiful no matter what I looked like. Mm-hmm. And but I was obsessed with it. So then it's interesting to me because I wanted to just do hair. Like I, so I went into beauty school Mm -hmm. and the simplicity of just want, I just want to do hair, but the weight that comes with the industry of doing hair has been probably my biggest struggle Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a love hate relationship. Like this industry is so powerful and incredible and the most amazing people work in it. And then there's this flip side to it of just darkness, like this huge shadow side to the beauty industry. And can you, I mean, ex- can you yeah, explain what? that a little bit? Like what I you mean? Like there's the vanity aspect of it. Mm-hmm. There's Um, And I think that's, I mean, to be kind of punny, it's just surface level. Like it's just the surface level of what's wrong with the industry too. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, like similarly to what I do with working with people with body image and diet culture and how diet culture tells us you have to look one certain way and this is the best way to look. I'm sure that that's rampant in cosmetology and what you do in the beauty um, industry as well. Yeah. And like when someone sits down in my chair and they look in the mirror and they start tearing themselves apart, mm-hmm. it breaks my heart every single time it happens. Like it happened the other day. Like I had a client sit down and she just starts picking apart. Like, Oh, my face is so red. Oh, I look so tired. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to turn your chair. Like yeah. we're going to I'll look in the mirror and we're going to get grounded and move past that. It breaks my heart. So it's like, wow, like what can we do to move past those things? Mm-hmm. To help people get out of the habit of just, like you said, right away, as soon as you see yourself in the mirror, or as soon as you see a picture of yourself, you're immediately like, looking for the things that are wrong, instead of being able to look at yourself as, like you said, a human being who has so much inherent worth. And it's, and that's why I love what you do so much, because I think there can be this idea of like, well, if you're one of those people who is like, everybody's beautiful and doesn't matter what you look like, that you can't also have interest in presenting yourself a certain way. You can't like want to do makeup and all that kind of stuff. And that's why what you do is so cool. Cause you kind of combine those things where it's like, you can separate yourself from this culture of like, you have to look this certain way, but also obviously we still have the right to present ourselves however we want. And you kind of help people bring that out in themselves. Is that, that's 
what you would say, right? I would like to, that's the goal. Definitely. Like I love the, the duality, the paradox of this whole thing of like, it doesn't have to matter, but it's, it can matter. Like if you like, for example, like I sometimes wear makeup, sometimes I don't, but it's Mm -hmm. a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, so going to like the root of why am I choosing to put on, um, some, some makeup today. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a tool of expression rather than like me my sophomore year having to wear makeup every single day mm-hmm. totally yeah for me in um in high school especially like I didn't wear makeup all the time but like I have naturally kind of curly wavy hair and I would straighten it all the time like if I wanted to look nice I would have to straighten my hair or whatever and it's just like that's an option. And now I don't really do it, but it's, if I wanted to, it's something I could get back into because it's my right to present my body. However I want to, like you said, a tool of expression. I love that. Cause it doesn't, and it's like this all or nothing thinking too, where it's, you don't have to be anti makeup and anti beauty. You can incorporate it while still focusing on the things that you actually value, which are people's inherent worth and people's right to present themselves however they want. Right. Right. They can both exist. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you got into cosmetology, not cosmetology. What's the word I'm looking for? What's your job? Well, <laughs> hairstyling, but yeah, cosmetologist. Oh, it is. Like okay. Technical license. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that was like makeup you can tell I'm not an expert in the beauty. No, you're good. Cosmetology, <laughs> hair, skin, nails. Okay. Um, so you get into cosmetology, is that what kind of led you into creating, um, the beauty project or was that kind of separate? How did that happen? So I feel like everything in my life, there's a thread, like Mm -hmm. even with other random parts of myself, it's all connected. So I got into hair, I graduated, I started doing um, this assistant program. I did that, I worked in another salon. And then when I was 21, I kind of hit this point, like kind of like hit a wall. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so frustrated by the industry. Like every salon that I had worked in, I just felt like it was just, on the surface and Mm -hmm. there was this cattiness there was poor leadership like everything that I could complain about that's what I was experiencing and like there's got to be a better way so I was laying in my living room in the sunshine stretching I'm like how cool would it be (laughs) if there was a salon that focused on both like the outer doing hair, doing makeup, aesthetics, whatever, but then also celebrated the inside beauty as well. And so that kind of just became this idea. Um, and I became obsessed with that idea. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point being 21, I didn't even have a clientele. I, you know, was just floating and traveling, but I came up with this idea of like, well, I don't have the resources to do that mm-hmm. right now, at least, but I can start asking questions. And so I developed um, 
this idea and it was called the beauty project and I took a psychology of women course at my local college and that was literally like the very first draft of the beauty project and I interviewed probably like 10 of my friends had like, I had like 50 questions like it was very excessive um, <laughs> I didn't know where to start but then um, and I did a whole survey and then at the end of the year I stood up in front of the class and I presented my data so it was the it was a research project um, which what kind of questions were you asking like what were you trying that, to, get to the bottom of yeah I think at that point I was just I mean eventually what it fizzled down to was what is beauty and what is that that makes you beautiful but I think at that point I was like have you ever struggled with self-image yeah. you know do you, who do you know that might you know have an eating disorder or you know like just very all the questions that I was just curious about for <laughs> in any way um but yeah eventually as as it went on and it developed more, I went into an artist immersion program and I had a list of like 10 questions and I interviewed 50 people about what, what beauty is and what it is that makes them beautiful. And it was a whole conversation around that. Um, and then at the end of the interview, I had them write that beauty statement. Um, like it was just a fill in the blank, write it down. And I took their photo. And their beauty statement was what was the answer so, to the question? Yeah, and it was beauty to me is and I am beautiful because real simple. They could do one sentence. They could do a whole paragraph. Mm -hmm. So it's really just kind of digging deeper into what people actually see as beautiful outside of those things that we are like trained by culture to see as beautiful, right? Like actually yeah. asking people to dig deeper and be like, no, you can find beauty in other ways. What are the ways you find beauty? Right? Yeah. And something that I always want to point to is if you find that this like very surface level thing is beautiful, that's also okay. Yeah. Like, that's a really good point. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to always just be like dig deeper, dig deeper. Like it's just like, Oh, like today, like I love my eyeliner and I think I'm looking on point. Yeah. Like that in the simplicity, I think is important to point to and celebrate. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And like, I have this conversation with my clients as well, where it's like, it's okay to like how you look, but I also just want to challenge you to look at that not being the only thing that you can find beautiful or valuable about yourself. Yep. I feel like that's similar to you where it's yeah. like very much. Yeah. I'm allowed to love when I do my makeup and get dressed up and feel good with my appearance, but it's not, but I know that my beauty isn't dependent on it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any answers that like from that original one that really stuck with you? Uh, I could read one to you it's sitting right here. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't, um, ex so you took all of those interviews, which took you how long to do? I spent 12 months on this project. Yeah. So 
you literally were sitting down with people and doing full interviews, not just having them fill something out, like truly having this conversation with, with people, which is so cool. Takes a year. And then you created a book, right? Yeah. Yes, I did. And um, yeah, it was, I made the book myself. It was, that was a whole endeavor. <laughs> um, but yeah, now it's, it's kind of like a yearbook. I feel like uh, it. Yeah, it's just kind of keeps it all in one spot and it all lives on my website too. So that's cool. Yeah, we'll definitely plug that at the end so people can go check some of these out. And I think yeah. you mentioned this, but I love when you showed me it um, that the pictures that you just took a picture with a Polaroid or whatever, yeah. like of just exactly how they looked, like you didn't ask them to pose or look a certain way or anything. It's just like people being fully themselves. And I love that part of it too yeah I love that too like it was yeah it was a disposable camera so yeah it, unlike a good amount of them didn't turn out which was yeah. also ironic and funny um but yeah I I feel like one that really stands out to me um is my friend um Mark do you want me to read it to you real quick yeah that'd be awesome Okay, so it says beauty to me is kindness empathy curiosity self-love and appropriate humility. I am beautiful because I have a kind heart. I am excited about existence and I'm not afraid to share my excitement, wonder, and awe. So this one, you know, it's all about like his internal landscape of mm -hmm. just being a human being. That's, and he's one of the kindest people I think I've ever met. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and a, a lot of them are, uh, oh, pretty much about their authenticity, their powerful um, quality of connection, reflection. Um, my dad, he had the most simple one. Beauty to me is truth. <laughs> wow. And I then, love that though, because everybody gets to have that different opinion about what it means. And we can't, we don't have to stay in line with like what the expectation of beautiful is. Exactly. It's such a yeah. deeper word. Like you've been saying, like in going past the surface level. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then, and then there's just like, there's one that was just like, I'm beautiful because I have great eyebrows. And I was like, great. That's, yeah. That too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then you did kind of like a, at the end of it, your personal, like what you learned from the project. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like wrote an essay about what I had experienced and my biggest takeaway pretty much was that beauty doesn't need to be answered. Like it doesn't need to have a definition. We all can come up with our own yeah. definitions. And then I realized at the end of that whole year of like asking other people what beauty was, but like actually like I was working on myself this whole time mm -hmm. and at the end of that year, I was like, oh, I'm the beauty project. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> Goosebumps, dude. <laughs> I yeah, love it that. Was pretty <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool to hear the story of you having this like big idea and being able to bring it, you know, kind of niche it down into what it is now with those two seemingly simple questions, but if anyone's listening, I think it'd be cool if you took the time to sit down and 
write these questions down and answer them for yourself because it just helps you really like look at who you are and what you value and to be able to reflect on those things and realize, yeah, it doesn't have to align with what it should align with. And everyone's is so different. Will you say the questions again, one more time, just so people can do this little reflection activity. Cause I think that would be so valuable. I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should do it. So I like it as like the fill in the blank. So, um, beauty to me is, and then I am beautiful because cool. I'm going to definitely write those down when I post about this so that people can spend some time with these questions or these fill in the blanks. Cause I think it's really cool to just spend intentional time exploring that. Cool. So now you have kind of brought this passion project that you did, which was also kind of a journey for yourself and your own self-image into your business that you've started here in Kansas city. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So yeah, the beauty project is always in the back of my mind. I'm always working on it in some way or another. Um, and you know, the, the goal eventually, and I always was like five, 10 years from now, yeah. I'll make it into my hair business. I'll combine the two. Um, cause that's ultimately where the roots started. Um, the vision, all of that. Um, and so, you know, the procrastinator part of me was like, not, not now. Yeah. Later. Um, and so I worked in a couple salons here and I just kept running up against this part of myself of they're not doing it the way that I want them to yeah. be doing it. Um, I own that. That's, I'll take responsibility for that. Um and so as soon as I left my last salon, I went into a deep dive of like, okay, do I go into another salon or do I make the beauty project my salon now? Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like this crossroads. And ultimately I decided to take the risk <laughs> of just like, all right, let's, let's do it. Let's try to make this a thing. And so I'm renting a salon suite um, in Martini Corner. So I'm in a building of other hair salon um, owners. Um, like you're all kind of working as individuals, but in the same building, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. It's like renting an office space. Yeah. So I figured that would be a great place for me to start. Um, so I have my clients and then I have my beauty project and any clients that want to participate in the beauty project totally welcome like we can have a conversation about beauty while I'm doing your hair which is really cool to just have a different thing happening and because I've done this interview so many times I don't need my list of paper my my paper full of questions anymore like it just kind of naturally happens and then I love when they ask the questions back to me and we just have a dialogue Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes my answers are totally different day to day I'm like, oh man, like this is how I'm feeling about it today. Or like, I'm really frustrated or, oh my God, like the light coming through the window. That's super beautiful. Yeah. Um, Which is also allowed for it to be different all the time because yeah. we're different all the time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
exactly and then yeah and if they want to participate like I can I'll take their photo they can write down like the exact same format um and then I've just been slowly posting about that um using their beauty statement and their photo and then also saying like I also like this conversation happened while I was doing this haircut mm-hmm. um which I just think it's a cool way to com- combine it all and it's simple and I think there's like a elegance about it um yeah so with you like what you are kind of doing differently than other hair salons in your opinion is that or like kind of what you want to do with your business is making it more of an experience where you are taking the time like yes you're getting your hair done and we're gonna fix you up exactly the way you want to look but also we get to take the time during that experience to let's talk about what you really think beauty means and to have someone helping you reflect on that, who you've obviously have so much experience talking with people about this and like helping people explore it. I, I can't even imagine, you know, the value there is in that whole experience instead of like, I'm just going to go get my hair cut and walk away. And that's great too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what you do is like more of this whole experience. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I've had clients where I don't even bring it up at all because we're talking about the kids and we're talking about the trips and we're, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and I love that too. Right. And there's this option for deeper connection. Yeah. Uh, And I think that, that not that no hairstylist is doing that. I think they're just not doing it in a format that is presentable to the world too like to celebrate it and like hey like this is what this client believes is beautiful yeah yeah it's so cool to see you be able to have this continuation of the project and bring that into your business and get to kind of combine both of the things you love and help people kind of explore that side of themselves um which speaking of that, one thing we haven't talked about is, um, you shaved your head. You, you decided to, to go on that journey for yourself. And I'd love for you to share about that. Yeah. So I shaved my head when I was 19. So that was like the very first time I did it. Okay. I did it because my boyfriend and my dad told me not to. (laughs) Okay, gotta love that. (laughs) And I just started working in my very first salon. And so I think just even from that was just like a stripping away Mm -hmm. and a restart. Hair Um, is such a comfort, like, um, blanket. What's the term I'm looking for there? Like safety blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, I know that's how people feel with body image as well, where it's like, hair is like our safe space. And so to just completely cut it all off, like, yeah, yeah, I imagine that was a really powerful, like freeing experience. Yeah. And the very first time I did it, I got way more negative comments or maybe that just sticks with me more. I don't know, but I feel like I got some weird questions. People asked me very inappropriate things at the time. Um, and the biggest thing that I took away from that time was what people think about me has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Wow. It has everything that's to do with them. 
such an important lesson. And, and you learned that at, that's what I was going to say, literally. I'm like, and you learned that at 19, like that's incredibly empowering to be able yeah. to understand. And it's the same with like body image and, you know, everything that you do. It's really not about me. If I'm comfortable with me, that's kind of what matters. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then to take it to the surface of me growing it out, I got a hands-on experience of what it's like to grow out a shaved head Mm -hmm. at the very start of my career. So again, starting to gain empathy and compassion and to be able to understand, Oh, what does that feel like when it's, when it's growing out and I just want to shave it off, like take it off and what actually is the practical way to make that look good. So that was really important. So then fast forward. yeah. Yeah. So fast forward, essentially eight years, I, um, coming out of the pandemic, I had gained a bunch of weight. I had like this big, beautiful mullet mane hair Mm -hmm. down my back. And I was hiding behind my hair. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like that was the only, this seems dramatic, but that felt like the only thing I had going for me. Like I definitely was at like a bottom rock bottom of how I was seeing myself and that's not who I want to be as a hairstylist so yeah and I just want to interject it's not dramatic because you know especially like with the pandemic we're being constantly fed this shit about oh the COVID-15 or whatever and like how do I lose all this weight that I gained during COVID so like of course that's how you felt of course, because we have all of these things influencing us and telling us, oh, if you gained weight, like, look, especially I, I saw a lot of this stuff because I explore a lot of fitness Instagram, unfortunately, just to see what's out there. A lot of this like, oh, well, I lost weight because I was dedicated to fitness because I had the extra time. What were you doing? You know, and it's like, no, we were just trying to survive of course, if you gained weight, that's like, anyways, just wanted to say it's really not dramatic because you're, we're constantly reinforced to have those thoughts about ourselves, mm-hmm. especially Thank with weight gain. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was at that point and I was like, oh my God, like, I just don't like how I look in any photos. I no pants fit me. I don't know what my style is anymore. Mm-hmm. Who am I? oh my God. And then I'm going to start a new job. I'm shaving my head. (laughs) Yeah. And so I shaved my head right before I started at this new salon that I was going to be working at. And I love that I did that. I felt like it was a great blank slate. It was an opportunity for me to be vulnerable and put myself out there. And also to just, am I allowed to cuss? Yeah, not, yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. About what my new coworkers thought of me, or about you know, if I'm gonna build a clientele here, I want to be fully me. I don't want to be hiding behind my hair. And so mm-hmm. I went on a 90 day journey throughout the summer. Um, I kept my hair shaved. Um, I bleached it once just for fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And just to try it out. And I I wrote a journal entry about it every single day. And what was really cool about 
all of that is I also started working out mm-hmm. and I never wanted to work out. I hate working out. It's like my least favorite activity. Yeah. <laughs> but as a hairstylist, like my core needs to be strong. Like aside from weight and all of that, like I literally need to be strong to do my job. Well, right. And there, there are benefits to movement. There are benefits yeah. to working out. It's not, again, it's not like an all or nothing thing where if you're working out, which people need help breaking out of that mindset. So I'm glad that you specified, like, it wasn't about that. It's about my body has physical needs for strength and that's not yeah. a bad thing, yeah. but yeah. Cause sometimes you hear, I started working out and your mind goes, Oh, to lose weight. And it's like, no, there are other reasons to do that. Yeah. That's it's okay. like, yeah, of course I was thinking about my weight, but like, I like genuinely cannot like my back starts hurting if mm-hmm. I'm not working, like moving and trying to build strength. For and, sure. and so what was really cool about this whole thing was I had shaved my head and I didn't do this intentionally, but I had shaved my head and then I started working out. And then I realized why I never wanted to work out was because of my hair. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because I, because I would plan my hair washing schedule around my life because my hair was so big and it took forever to dry. And as I take that away and now I can go work out for an hour, jump in the shower, I'm ready in five minutes. Yeah. I'm good to go. That's and now I'm building strength. And I'm like, holy cow, didn't expect that. Yeah. And so that was a really cool little side piece to this whole thing. So were you, you know, like you were saying, you were having these body image things kind of happening after weight gain. And then were you like scared at all to shave your head? Or were you just like, I just know this is what I need to do in this moment to push myself past these, like past this comfort zone. Um, it's funny when people talk about being scared to shave their head. I don't think I've ever felt that way. I, I have something inside of me of like a check-in with myself. Like, is that the right decision for me? Like in anything, it's like, is that a life for me right now? And then if my answer is no, then it's like, no, like I always knew I was going to shave my head again, but I was really enjoying my long hair. And then there came a point of like, oh my God, I'm hiding behind it. I'm attached to it. I don't want to be attached to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I know what I need to do. Yeah. I definitely would be scared. So that's why then I'm sure other people feel the same way as me. And that's why you always get that question. So that's cool to hear that. It's just like, you just have that deep knowing of like, I, as a person do not want to be attached to my hair. This is my option. If I want to remind myself of that and you just do it. That's just, that's wild. I love that. Yeah. And I always want to challenge people. It's like, well, what are you scared of? Like, are you scared of the way that you're going to look? Are you scared of the, what people are going to think about you? Mm -hmm. Like there's there. And sometimes the scariest things are the best things for you. Mm -hmm. I fully believe that. Yeah. So like looking at that and diving a little bit deeper of why you're choosing not to shave your head. Like if it's a desire of yours and you're putting it off, like, okay, well, why? If it's something that you're like, I would never do that. Right. That's not for me. Great. I respect that too. Yeah. Everybody doesn't have to shave their head, but (laughs) (laughs) if that is something and you're like, yeah, 
too afraid to take that step. The thing that I just feel like as I've grown up, I've just started to really challenge myself to be like, well, once I do it, I can't undo it. (laughs) So (laughs) just take the leap and have that experience. And especially with hair, it will grow back, you know? So if there are people who have ever thought like, I want to shave my head, this is your sign. (laughs) Um, And there's a really great hairstylist that knows how to help you grow it out. Yeah. I know someone. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's super cool. So now do you have any specific plans for your hair or are you just kind of like, let's see what happens. I'm growing it back into my mullet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. I just love that though. Cause it's gonna, you know, I just think it's really cool how you were like, how you were able to recognize this is not a place I want to be in. And I have to take action to change that. And I am worthy of doing that for myself. And you're totally right. It's with body image too. It's the same thing where it's like, what are you afraid of? Cause it's not, it, at least, you know, I try and help people understand it doesn't have to be your body. And, you know, obviously there are people who experience things where that fear is created, not just from themselves, but like, you know, I talk a lot about weight stigma that people experience or bad experiences with the doctor and comments from other people. Those are all very legitimate things to like that could have caused you to feel that way, but it doesn't have to stay that way. And you can find the ability to be like, that's about that person. That's not about me. And I have the right to have my body and respect it. You know, at the very least I tell people it's about like, you're not going to go from hating your body for your whole life to suddenly loving your body without anything changing, but you can start telling yourself like, I'm worthy of respect. I'm worthy of care. And like with what you do, I'm worthy of expressing myself and using beauty as a tool to express myself. However, I feel most comfortable and what makes me excited. Yeah. So no, I think these two things are just so intertwined and that's why I really wanted to get you on here and have you share your experience and everything, because I think that the idea of shaving your head is just so out there for so many people and I'm sure there are people who have thought of it and are just like I could never pull it off and I think I'm curious what you feel about that statement because I don't know when it was but at some point in my life I was like there's not really such a thing as pulling it off you literally just decide that you're pulling it off and you like wear it or do it or whatever and that's you know what I mean Oh, I, I know exactly what you mean. And I think that it goes beyond just shaving your head. It's like, oh, like I'm going to pull off wearing these shoes that are yeah. totally absurd. Or I'm going to, you know, like, I don't know. Someone was asking me about, I think, bangs and like the rules about bangs. Mm-hmm. And like, if you have a large forehead and she, like, she went into like this whole thing and I was just like, my mind just kind of stopped working for a minute. Cause I'm just like, I can't, that doesn't even compute to me. Cause, mm-hmm. and like, I mean, there's some sort of like geometry that you could like the face shape and, you know, creating balance, but right. Sure. But it's also like, if you want to have bangs and you're going to take care of them and you're going to decide to be confident in them, 
who's stopping you? Right. Yeah. Like, that's what's standing in the way. That's one thing I did actually. Um, in 20, like September of 2020, I had never gotten bangs my whole life. Cause I was like, I can't pull them off. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go get bangs and we're just going to see what happens. And then I loved them. So, and I was like, I loved them cause I liked how they looked, but I was also just really proud of myself for being like, you've been afraid to do this forever. And there's really no reason for it. Cause it's that same kind of thing that you were talking about where in my head, there were rules about who could pull it off and who couldn't and who should have it and who shouldn't. And I was always one of the people who was like, no bangs. And now I'm like, I got to get my bangs back. Cause I loved them so much. <laughs> but yeah, it's such a fun experience. Like whatever that is for you, if you're listening, you know, whether it's shaving your head or bangs or dyeing your hair a different color or, or clothes or whatever it is, like, I really encourage you to experiment with something, even if it's really small, you know, cause I think that's the thing too. And that's something I always tell like my clients and everyone I talk to is like, changes are going to start really small and it's okay to be proud of yourself for a really small change. Even if it's just saying one nice thing to yourself a day, you know, for me is how, what I share with people or like, you know, even if it's just getting a little bit shorter haircut than you have before, it's something to be really proud of. And it's a cool experience to feel that and just feel really proud of yourself for kind of pushing a little bit further than what you thought you could do. Yeah. And I think it's wild. Like I've been realizing with my program and I'm sure, you know, this is something that can happen for people if they were to work with you, but like pushing just a little bit helps you realize wow, if that was possible, like, what if I go a little bit further? What if I explore a little bit deeper? Like, what is possible for my life? Which is one of those things that sounds kind of dramatic, but like, it's not. The reality is, like, you can either stay the same or you can ask questions about who you really want to be and how you want to express yourself. And you have the right to just go ahead and do it. And you can pull it off. (laughs) Yeah, we're all at choice just like making the decision to be at choice yeah empower like taking back your power Mm -hmm. yeah so um to wrap up here I definitely want to give you some time to talk about your business and exactly what people can do to work with you and what to expect if they work with you yeah so I offer haircut services as well as styling and natural looking color. So I don't do vivids or bright colors, um, but kind of like your sun-kissed blondes, um, root touch-ups, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love cutting hair. Like it's my, it, I would definitely say that's my specialty. It's so fun for me. Uh, just like your basic haircuts, but then also like transformation cuts, like going from long to short, um, fun, funky mullets. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I have this really great website that I built myself. Yay. And that was a whole endeavor. But so much I- work. Yeah. <laughs> It was so much work, but I knew exactly how I wanted it to function and I accomplished that. So it's the beautyprojectsalon.com and all of the information to book online is there. So basically it it's 
it's a consultation on there. Like there's a consultation form that you fill out and then you go to step two and it literally tells you what type of appointment to book for what service you're doing. Um, I do all of my pricing um, hourly. Um, I don't do gender or age. Um, I think that that is a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, men's cut versus women women's cuts. Like that doesn't make sense to my brain because it's mm-hmm. literally like if I'm spending only 30 minutes on a women's cut, why would I charge you twice as much? Like yeah. that doesn't make sense. Shout um, out to you for that because... Yes. <laughs> and then also like from a stylist point of view, it's like, okay, well, this man was booked for a 45 minute men's cut, but I spent 75 minutes on his haircut, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm only going to charge you this amount of money because you are a man. Like yeah, I'm losing money and that doesn't feel good too. So it, it just takes all of that out of the equation. Totally. Um, so yeah, thank you. I think this needs to be more of a thing. I would mm-hmm. say on the West coast, it's way more acceptable. It's not a lot of, not everyone does it, but, um, a good majority on the West coast does, or at least yeah. is understanding to it moving here. It's like a big foreign thing and yeah. they can't seem to get out of that mindset, which I don't quite understand, but well, okay. As someone who grew up here, it does typically take a couple years for things yeah. that are happening on the coast to get here. So we'll get there <laughs> and you're going to start bringing it here. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you can book on there. Um, also just my, my Instagram, I'm trying mm-hmm. to, it's just the beauty project salon. I'm just trying to showcase what's happening in my salon, a little bit about me, um, my project in the past and then my current project. So I'm just kind of rotating through there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if anyone doesn't want to get their hair done and wants to be a part of my project, like that's also completely available. Um, yeah. How would they get in contact with you for that? If that was something they're interested in? Yeah, I would say email me. And so again, the beauty project salon at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And just let you know they heard about your project and they want to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You can also email her and let her know that she's amazing. Feel free. (laughs) The beauty project salon at gmail.com. Okay, cool. And I will definitely share all of this in the episode description and when I post it. um, So you guys can definitely find Jillian's contact info. Um, want to remind you again about that little opportunity we talked about for reflection on, you know, sitting with the idea of beauty is, or beauty to me is, and I am beautiful because I think that's so cool. Thank you for sharing everything that you've shared today. I am sure that you're going to inspire some people to push themselves a little further and explore what beauty really means to them. So Um, I, like I said, I'll put everything in, in the episode description. So thanks so much for being on here with us, Jillian. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. It's been such a blast and I'm excited to see what your business gets to build and grow into for yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll be working together again in the future. 
So if you're around Kansas City, keep your eyes out. (laughs) Thanks again to Jillian for being on the pod today. If you are looking for her information or to get in contact with her, make sure you check out the description of this episode for all of her info. If you're looking to get in contact with me, you can find me on Instagram at dietitian period Lauren Boleyn or on my website, www.nutritionwithlauren.com. Talk soon. <laughs>